Oh, we rolling? Officially rolling on the first Nice Peter podcast. So, when I talk, I can't help but wonder where you are when you're listening to this. I know, I usually listen to podcasts when I'm like running, so maybe it's, maybe you're running. If so, jeez. If so, I hope you're, uh. Your earbuds are comfortable. There's pretty much nothing worse than uncomfortable earbuds. Maybe you have nice ones. Maybe you have some Bose headphones. Maybe you upgraded from the standard uh, stock Apple earbuds. Maybe you're maybe you're on a bus. If you have a decent transportation system, that that wouldn't be the case here in Los Angeles. We don't we don't have that. So wh- wherever you are, you're you're listening to the first. The first nice Peter podcast. This is this is it. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. So, so thanks. Why not here, huh? Why not here? Why not start at the beginning, like a little, like a little baby step? That uh, that silky voice you just heard, of course, is Dante sitting to my left. I'm sitting on his right. So if you were if you were running, and we were behind you, kind of cheering you on, he'd be in your left ear. I'd be in your right. So he's the he's the devil. <laughs> I'm an angel. I did some exercising this morning. Uh, I woke up feeling not not too great, but but good enough to get up and go exercise, and that was good. You've been you've been doing any exercising, Dante? Yeah, that's an important part of my day. I try to do it every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's what I'm on too. I'm on the Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing. Yeah, but I skipped my I skipped my Wednesday or I skipped my Monday, so I had to do a Tuesday. I'm not gonna skip anything. Sometimes it happens. No, I know, I know that. I'm not saying you failed because you skipped, but that's the that's the only way I can keep something like that going. If I skip once, then it's like, nah, I can skip now. So for the next, I'm on this six week intensive plan for the next six weeks because I think people try to make lifestyle changes that are forever, and that, that yeah. seems a little daunting. But yeah. if, if someone said you gotta you gotta climb these stairs forever, you know. It wouldn't be a fun challenge, but someone's like, "You got to climb these three flights of stairs." Like, All right, I know how that ends. I can see that. So I chose. I chose six weeks. I think it's a really good tactic, because I've been just keeping a calendar, keeping kind of score of what I've been doing every day. And I know I, I've heard like the Seinfeld theory of uh, never breaking the chain and keeping a calendar of events. Just like little, I have a little shorthand for things I do that I, I tend to do during my day, and if I don't do them. I'll put a little line through the place that I missed them. And looking that at a calendar, I found is like really, I guess, encouraging to see like, oh, look at that. I've you been doing it. this every day. Yeah, the list thing. The list thing was definitely a life changer for me. Yep. Making making a list and then making one of the things on the list something that's very easy to do, like uh, put on shoes. Just so you can get in the... Can't go wrong. Get in the checkmark habit, you know? Because sometimes we make, we make goals for ourselves that are so big. That we forget to reward ourselves along the way. Like I, br- I breathed all day, oxygen yeah. in and out, and I, I want to take some accomplishment for that. What a miracle! Absolutely, my human yeah. body can take oxygen out of the air, and then filter it out through, like lung farts. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Carbon dioxide is our lung fart. Prolong, unstoppable lung farts. That's that's what we do keep all day. Keep us we, alive. We take in plant farts, and we give out our own little lung farts, and that's kind of amazing. So. You should congratulate. If you're on your run right now, you're probably breathing heavily. And just don't forget how much of a miracle each one of those lung farts is. 
don't forget to congratulate yourself on what you have done. So by the time we're done here, no matter what, we've made a podcast. Absolutely. And if that was the first item on the list of like how to how to start a podcast, list one, make a podcast. We did that. We're here. So now, let's get it started. Cue the intro music. It's intro music for the nice Peter podcast. Welcome to the Nice Peter Podcast. Uh, today, I'd like to talk a little bit about the news, um, and not the global or even local or state news. I mm-hmm. just just the news at my house specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got rid of a lot of furniture from my backyard. Did you? Did that happen yeah. today? Happened today. Wow. So I had uh, I bought I, I have a big backyard. It's it's one of the things I'm I'm lucky to have I'm, I feel blessed every day to have this big backyard and it used to be for for years it was completely empty it was just and it's a cement I shouldn't use the word yard I should use it's a I'm, slab I have a large back area uh it's got a little grassy patch but it's mostly cement yeah and uh I was we were throwing a party you know for the, for the rap battles rap battles crew and 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 we needed some furniture so I don't know if you've ever bought backyard furniture but it, it is incredibly expensive some for some reason the fact that it's an outdoor piece make, means you can charge a thousand dollars for it it's like we know you're gonna have to use this again or this isn't gonna last forever and we also we know you have money you're, you're putting <laughs> furniture in your backyard oh you, you got, got some loot you got a backyard yeah exactly so i i i found this guy on craigslist that was selling everything i could want individually and i i emailed him up i said how much for it all you know i want everything i want all the things you're selling and so I went out to Long Beach to this guy's house, and it was just a desperate, it was like, I don't know what, it, I can't explain it, but I ended up buying his entire backyard for $1,000 and and taking it all. So at the end of it, my backyard was full, and his yard was completely empty and depressing. Uh, so we had more furniture than anyone would ever need. We had like 22 chairs. Yes. yes. And, you know, we'd have chairs around the fire pit. It was really lovely. And then chairs around the dining room table. And I realized you could just take dining room chairs, dining room, you know, dining chairs and put them around the fire pit. Mm-hmm. You don't need two sets. Yeah. They don't need to match. They don't need to match. They don't need to always be there. No. Like, I, I felt this need to be ready in case 18 people showed up spontaneously and some of them wanted to dine and some <laughs> wanted to sit around the fire. It's a big area. It's, it's, a, it's something that you want to kind of... Fill in with something, so I understand. Yes, but now I've chosen to fill it in with space to be able to move in. Yeah, absolutely. And I realized that the most people that ever come over to my house are four or five. <laughs> I haven't been 18 people over since. <laughs> and the next time you need 18, you just go to the kitchen. Yeah, it's where everybody always ends up at a yeah. party. Anyway. No matter how long you spend preparing your living room for a party, <laughs> everyone will be in the kitchen. Yep. And if you prepare your kitchen for some reason, they'll sneak off into a bedroom. Some people, uh, there was a little gathering in my house uh, few days ago and i found out that there was some fornicating that went on in my bathroom i caught wind of that yeah caught wind like at the moment you were like no, no after the fact heard, I, heard I, about I, it yeah heard about it secondhand i i think it's great yeah me too i think it's a beautiful thing it's i would like, have offered not? him a, a you know a bedroom or even perhaps even my own bed he was a very nice man that's very forward i don't know if i'd do the same yeah, I can understand why it wasn't like, hey, man, nice to meet you. Is there a place I can bang here? Or, <laughs> but it's awesome. I, I've never fornicated in my bathroom, and I don't think 
No, not that I can think of. It's very cramped. The bathtub's kind of gross. I mean, it. you can make it work. Well, they, they did. But it's just not the first place I would go. No, absolutely. Living there, having a bedroom. The least there. amount of space. There's closets that might have more space. Agreed. It's a very cramped, very ugly colored bathroom. But I was, I was really happy to know that, that someone made love there, you know? Absolutely. Especially that they're so compelled to at that time. To take action. That passion, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Can't, right. don't, don't stop that. No. No, gosh. Yeah. I, I feel like people, when, you know, it was a friend of, of mine who brought these guests with him mm-hmm. to, to my home, and, and he reached out later and said, hey, I think, I think they were fornicating in your bathroom. I hope that's not a problem. And it's far from it. I, <laughs> he brought it up to you. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when did... When did the act of lovemaking become something we got to worry about so much, especially between two willing partners? Like, Yeah. Now, some people are very strange about their uh, possessions and walls and uh, things that they want to keep clean. The clean. Like it's the, the cl- sense, yeah, concept yeah. of cleanliness. There's nothing really dirty about it. Not at all. It's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful thing. It, and considering some of the other things you do in a bathroom that are completely, much like, I vomited for hours in your bathroom. Oh, I'm glad you made it to the bathroom. Yeah. But no, I made sweet, sweet, passionate love with a willing partner. Ugh. You know, gross. Yeah. I pooped in there. <laughs> Cheers. Poop in there three times a day. Yeah. On good days. So I learned that the, the Dutch, I think it's the Dutch, when when they when they ha- when a, a young Dutch person has sex for the first time, it's more often than not in the home mm-hmm. with the parents uh, aware of it. You know? Yeah. And and it it made re- like we, we spend so much time catching people. Have sex in in their car or yes, or something you have to hide from. Something you have to hide from, but we all know is happening. I think everyone's everyone who is a parent knows that their children are going to have sex someday. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, I feel like a lot of parents want to try and put that in the back they, of their head. They want to think it's not happening. Yeah. Instead of they're going to somehow stop it. Right. Or there's their kid's going to be different. Right. As, or different to what they were. That's that's the thing. I think uh, we forget. I don't know. We, I don't know what we're running from. What are we hiding from? If and it made me realize, like, if I was a parent, I I would want to be Dutch. <laughs> yeah, I, the Dutch do a lot of things. I think very correctly, and uh, one of which is their their whole drug policy. Drug but that's, policy. That's, a, that's a different that's a different conversation, perhaps. But but it's under the same. Uh, we're aware you're doing it. We we you're not bad for doing it. Right. And if you need any help. Let us know. Yeah. Make sure no one's getting hurt. Everything, make sure everyone's okay. Everyone's doing it in a healthy way. It's time we Instead dial of, back the shame. Exactly. You, you don't, don't hide it and go someplace where uh, that loneliness, and I'm going into the drug part, but sure. that loneliness uh, you know, uh, creates bad habits and bad environments because you're trying to constantly keep away from people. But if you do it out in the open, then uh, I just feel like there's, more, there's less chance of harm coming to you. It's very Dutch of you. And, yeah, I mean, and they got data to back it up. It's not just a philosophy. It's like years of trying it and being like, oh, look it. The numbers kind of did what we thought they might. Sh- shame is just never going to help anybody. It's no, absolutely. Y- if you, uh, you know, if you attack a problem with shame, you're just, you're just going to put the problem in a dark corner somewhere. Yeah. It's, uh, it doesn't, yeah. It's very un-Dutch. Yeah, sh- shame's I, the first thing to go. Shame's got to go. Yeah. So, th- f- in honor of that, 
I think we're gonna. This is gonna be a shame-free zone. This is gonna be a shame-free podcast. Oh, there's gonna I love be, that. yeah. There's gonna be no shame here. While you're listening to this, uh, you know, if you're running and you you're running slow, don't don't feel bad about it. Don't don't let shame for this for this one forty-five minute part of your day. Just actively let's all let's all release all our shame. Yeah, I'm. Go- it's gone. I didn't even come in here with it. I mean, whatever y- you out there listening, whatever it is that you've done that you feel ashamed of, I've probably done something weirder. But Bet- or between Dante and myself, we probably we were with you. Yeah. Like you could, you could tell us right now and be like, "That's the thing about telling people things. When you open up about things, it's amazing. You you hold it in, and it's like this burning secret of dark fear. And then you t- to tell someone, and they're like, "Oh yeah." I've peed on a frog. Like, who hasn't peed on a frog and really enjoyed it? That's that's not a big deal. In fact, I feel closer to you now. I know we're both frog peers. And I'm obviously using that as a as a silly example. But I think that <laughs> the overarching message is this is a shame-free podcast. Yes. This is a shame-free zone. Even if you pee on frogs. Even if you pee on frogs. Whatever whatever you're into, it's okay. For this 45 minutes, you you can... It doesn't have to be sexual. It doesn't have to be no. drugs. It can be... I stole a cookie from the cookie jar. See, I, I I ate boogers way past the age that that's okay. I'm no longer eating boogers. But I remember being 18 or 19 and, 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 and eating a booger and realizing, all right, this is odd. This is weird. And I stopped doing it for health reasons and, and, f- and a flavor choice. <laughs> yeah. I no longer had the taste for... Your palate... For booger, but <laughs> matured. Yeah, my palate matured a little bit, but I'm just I'm using that as an example for we all do strange things of all kinds, um, and they're not e- they're probably not even that strange. We mm-hmm. are pressured to conform to this thing that doesn't even exist. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, a bunch of us a long time ago got together and decided this was wrong because the king or something. I guess yeah, and the, then the, the and then all of a sudden we're like uh. I guess we don't want to do what the king does anymore. Yeah. But some of it, you know, a little leftover. Generation to generation, there's these new kings, so to speak, that yeah. are still in the uh, still in the uh, kingdom of your life. I don't know when, uh, you know, a woman's chest area became uh, such a, for, uh, no, put that, you know, but a, but a man with this, you know, a woman's chest area can be one of the most beautiful, it can actually nourish life. Yeah. What, a, what a beautiful it, thing. it should be protected you know yeah. maybe that's it maybe that's where it started from is it protect this area and we need to make that as a social construct but in the meantime you can see a, a man with a very objectionable torso walking <laughs> around free as a bird and a, and a beautiful woman whose whose torso is a gift to us all is is you know shamed into yeah. keeping all you know keep that on keep that shirt on and how dare you? Don't Especially don't you dare feed your baby in this. How dare you nourish that infant? I f- and I feel like the more outrage there is, the more uh, marble like it is, the more sculpted. What you do you know? Mean? I feel like the um, traditionally more uh, desirable form of the woman seems to bring the most outrage. Awesome. When it so is the more beautiful, yeah. the figure is the yeah. more. Yeah. There's more a little bit more uprise about it. The Greeks, man, they they celebrated it. They every really day. did celebrate. Mostly the male form, mostly mostly wieners. Yeah, but st- I'm all about that too, man. There is such thing as a, a good male form. I think oh, a lot of people can appreciate absolutely. what it is. We've all watched Fight Club, you know. Fight Club's a beautiful movie. Yeah, so it's 
it's it's to be not shamed away. But, uh, I was at, I was asked if I want the Fight Club physique at, <laughs> when I when I signed up for I do personal training at this this place I'm working out because otherwise if I wasn't accountable to somebody else I think I'd rather just stay home with my cats. But there's a guy who texts me on the morning of the appointment, yeah, and the day before the appointment, and then is there to I don't know. I think half of what they do is go, "Good job, Peter." Yeah, yeah, and you that can feels do it. great. Did, did it do a lot of you can do it? No, more. Yeah, great. You know, just walk by and say, "Great, looks great, looking good." Yeah, and it just feels so nice. Yeah, just you know, if you're out there and you're running, you're you're doing great. Oh, that's great. You good. look great right now. Your good ears, you know, I, we're in them, and they, they f- it feels good in here. It looks like you've been keeping up on your hygiene. You look good. Really proud of you. That's, keep just, on doing what you're doing. Keep on doing what you're doing. You're ma- you know, you're making the choice to listen to this. You're you're supporting new things. That's good. Mm-hmm. You're you know appreciating the arts in some form. You understand technology. You're doing a great job just by listening to this podcast or any or any any podcast. Yeah, I have to agree with that. So, this podcast is inspired in part by the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, I feel like podcasts are going to change the world. Maybe just because I listen to podcasts. They've changed your world. They certainly have. So they've changed the world. Yeah. You know? And if it change, and if this can change anyone else's, then... This, this can change one person's world. The cycle or continues. The we'll feel good. Dominoes keep on doing what they need to do. If this can get one person to be like, you know, I wasn't running, mm-hmm. but I should get back into running, because running is good. really does feel good. That, that weird ache that mm-hmm. you can carry through your body all day that... Kind of, it's good ache. It's like mm-hmm. I did something this morning. It's now like, I didn't do anything today after <laughs> after the running, but I felt a good soreness all day that reminded me. I feel like uh, Rogan's talked about it. It's like once you work out and your muscles are exhausted, like the way they are after a workout, everything else that comes in your day feels not as difficult. It's like, oh, you want to try and hit me with something that's difficult right now? I've already done it. Yeah, I've already done difficulty. Yeah. So. I can handle this with a bit more of a breeze. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. You've yeah. grunted. You've, 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 oh, 10, you know, yeah. already today. It's, it's yeah, you pushed it to your max. Already by 11, by 11 o'clock. So you've someone, hit 10. Yeah, someone asking you to do something that usually seems difficult. It's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I can do that. It's interesting because I, I almost had the, the opposite effect today. It was, it was such an enjoyable difficulty when I dealt with other things that were frustrating or whatever. It was like, mm. I can't. I can't squeeze through this. I can't just like dig in and 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 lift this weight. Cause you think was your you're mentally fatigued by your physical fatigue? No, it's just a different kind of you know when when you're working out, it's a it's a clear obstacle. I need to remove this weight from my chest. Mm-hmm. And when you're dealing with you know whatever it is I was dealing with today, you know, dealings with people and. Yeah. Some politics of being in a big office. And yeah, it's more nuanced. It's not just pushing a metal thing over your head. No, it's like more like building a, a mousetrap uh, and t- two or th- you know the game mousetrap, a, a multi-faceted yeah. machine, and two of the pieces are people that mm-hmm. you need to keep happy. And it's yeah. very, very strange dealing with people. I've actually, I've been thinking lately about running for Congress. Oh yeah. Yeah, and here's why. Here's why I don't want to. At all, okay. it doesn't. It sound, doesn't I'm sound. Happy more, I'm more happy to hear that. Idea. Yeah, no, I think it's a, a terrible idea. But, but I've I've been researching Thomas Jefferson really hard, uh-huh. and Thomas Jefferson at least gave the impression, and maybe it was just a political move, that he would much rather be at his house, Monticello, 
writing and reading and learning, but he felt a duty to serve his country in a way. Now, I would, I would be a terrible soldier. I would be a, you know, I, but I do, I was inspired to like look in and be like, what's my duty? How can I, how can I serve my country? How can I make it better? Mm-hmm. And I wondered, the reason I think I would make a decent congressman is because I think congressmen for the most part are terrible. Absolutely. From what I've seen, they, they, they seem to waste a lot of time, a lot of energy, and, and get very little done except for advancing their own agenda. You'd want to hope that at least some of them went in there, though, with that, that similar feeling of duty. I think so. I hope so. Maybe? Maybe. I hope so. I have no idea. And I'm sure there's some great congressmen out there, but I, I've also seen enough John Oliver show to know that there's some terrible ones. Absolutely. So that's why I feel like I, I would at least be able to be as good as those people. Or be better than the terrible ones. Well, did you see today on Reddit, there was a TIL. Today I learned that in 1776, uh, Hamilton was 20. Right. Uh, someone else was 22. Yeah, yeah, they were young Jefferson men. was 33. Right. And then if you go in the comments, they're talking about how uh, Franklin, uh, Benjamin Franklin, was like in his 70s. And right. Like, he's the old weird dude that hangs up to the yeah, young guys. But, but now, it's awesome. No, but everyone needs that guy. Yeah. Hey. Right. An old dude is important, but now it's a bunch of old dudes. Yes. And they're really entrenched. There's anyway, just, there's no way. Why do you have to be an old dude? You don't. It's because you, you get entrenched in the system and people. Is there a minimum age? Isn't there some kind of minimum I age? I don't believe, not for Congress, for president, yes. Yeah, right, yeah. But the reason I want to run for Congress, or the, if I did, this is why I would want to, mm-hmm. to crack open uh, the accountability and the accessibility of, the, of, of our government. Remind people that it's our government and really be. Like almost take the fact that I make videos and want to do a podcast and incorporate that into my life as a congressman. Yeah. Like today, I tried to help this legislation that would uh, spend more money on education. I was kook blooped, which is <laughs> in French. government speak for cock block. Uh, I was kook blooped by, by this uh, businessman, this lobbyist, and this senator. And I just want you to know that. Now, I'm guessing that wouldn't make me very popular Within Congress? No. But that's what I want to show you don't need to be. Yes. That if I'm popular with the people uh, of, of the state that I would represent, that's, that's all really I should care about. I, should, I shouldn't even care about my own political career because I, I would personally want to get out of that office as soon as possible. I, I feel want like two years in, out. Making it a career shouldn't even be a shouldn't thing. Shouldn't be a thing. So if I go in there, hey, give me two years to show you what it's like to be a part of your government. I'm not gonna I'm gonna make I'm not gonna mess anything up. Yeah. I'm not a complete buffoon. I've run a successful video series. Yeah. Which doesn't mean I'm good at politics, but it means I can do something. It surely shows that you listen to people. I listen to people. You make things happen. I make things happen. Uh and you're not a dumb dumb. I'm not a dumb dumb. I think those are the three things you need to That's the, it should be maybe we could shake it up and, and show people that uh it's your government, and all I am is here to do some duty. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> that might be hard. But I also think it might be interesting to see if you can run for an office uh, without any money. Because podcasts are free. Out YouTube videos are free. If you make a message that the, I, I think I, with the, with the, the uh-huh. Epic Rap Battle series, I think we've demonstrated that if you make something interesting enough, People will share it amongst themselves for free. Yes. So we never spent any money promoting that. No, no, we did not. So if I was able to make a speech that, that said enough truths, 
So the original original thing I was got inspired by was I was at the airport, and I I was having a, a dreadful time going through security. There was a man yelling at everyone, really really power tripping out. Yeah, TSA guy. Uh. Like, all right, let's let's form a line here, people. You know, re, re, that was a poor example. I don't want to yell on the microphone, but he was really. You, know, you can't see me right now, but I'm I'm chicken doing that chicken head thing. It's like, all right, I need everybody here to form a line. Let's listen up. All right, I need, sir, I need you to stand back, sir, behind the yellow line, sir. Ma'am, put your phone away. Everyone, line up. Thank you. And then, boop, he touched an iPad, and the iPad pointed left or right. And if the iPad pointed left when he touched it, you went to the left, and you didn't have to take off your shoes. If it pointed right, you went to the right, and you had to take off your shoes. And that was this guy's job. Now, I can touch an iPad. And you don't have to pay me. I can just walk up, touch the iPad, and I'll go the direction the arrow tells me. And it won't yell at me. Or you can hire anyone to, to, to touch the iPad, to be the iPad toucher. They don't have to be uh, have a badge no. or a false inflated sense of... So anyway, that got me thinking, why doesn't anyone fix this? And I know it's not the most important thing in the country, but... It's certainly more important than than the muffins thing. The muffins thing. You know, and that was a real thing. Yeah. It, it was it was a Shmo Yoho video that that I, I worked on, but it was real footage of a real senator. Yeah. Really getting mad about muffins. So yeah, it's not as important as that, but it is something that that affects us as Americans, our life every time we try and uh, reward ourselves or celebrate by by traveling with our families or taking a vacation every time we have to be reminded that our government is inept and and kind of foolish and wastes a lot of money and doesn't do a good job so i was i was gonna tackle tsa as a as a as an exercise in making something that can work work there's no reason it, it, it's so inefficient you grab your tray it's like a, a horizontal line like it just doesn't doesn't make any sense yeah and it must be terrible for the older people for exactly it's like what a pain in the ass. I saw a veteran, a man with, a, like, literally, like, metals. Mm -hmm. And he had to get out of his wheelchair to walk through the metal detector. Seriously? No, oh, yeah. And, and this young, arrogant man, like, this is a guy who actually... Sorry, the iPad said exactly. you have to go left. Exactly, you got to take off your shoes, Korean War veteran. So, you know, contrast that with what I, you know, I'm reading about World War II constantly, the things they accomplished, the things they, they pulled off, getting getting peanuts into the hands of men on the front lines in Germany. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot of work. Seems simple. It's a long way to bring peanuts. It's a long way to take it's peanuts. It's not exactly going to the peanut store. No. So they did that. So why, why couldn't we start with, with TSA, something that would make our lives better, be an accomplishable task. And then as we go through the process of fixing TSA, we hit these roadblocks of people like Kook Bluken with... Uh, money or special interests or whatever it is that Kook looks at and makes it expose those people. Tell the world. Uh, Kansas, your congressman is, is, is really making it difficult for me to try and fix TSA because turns out he's an investor in, in the scanner company. Or what, I, you know, that, that, that's nothing. But expose where the... May I, may I offer a yeah, counterpoint yeah. to this? Please, please. So I feel as though, but sometimes when you, you could tell that to uh, X state doesn't matter what state, uh, and a lot of times those people in X state will be like, "Well, yeah, that's exactly what we want our senator to do." 
because we think your crazy TSA idea right. is some crazy agenda that's, uh, you know, X, Y, Z. I, I <laughs> you know, it could be you work for someone. The G- Google Google is making you uh, try and uh, take down our TSA and therefore but, but, unsecure our nation. But they're not. I know, and I know they're not. But Reasonable I, people know they're not. Some people. I'm not worried. About, I'm not worried about those people. I'm worried about. But re- you want to appeal to the 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 state? We'll use Kansas California. as an example. I, I'm. I would be running for Congress in California. But say like, but Kansas senator says, uh, or congressman says, uh, he's the one who's kook blooking. Sure. Uh, and you try to appeal to the Kansas people. Some I'm will definitely get on your back. That's but there'll be a lot that be like. My representative is doing exactly what I want him to but do. This is this is where I want to. This is where I want to do things a little different. This is in my dreams, my fantasies. Mm-hmm. I don't want to appeal to anybody. I want to tell the truth and do a good job. And then if if something if if something gets in the way, makes it impossible, I just want to tell the truth about it. Yeah. And I don't want I don't have an opinion about this guy from Kansas that's kook blooking my TSA reform. Mm-hmm. I just want to tell you, this guy from Kansas is kook blooking my TSA reform. That's all. I got over the TSA thing. I went past that. I was like, that's maybe it's a little petty. Maybe it doesn't isn't really something to focus on. And this this was the next thing I came around to. Finding one city. So there's a gosh, where is a city I don't know, it was, it was in the news recently where a man was shot and he, they described a city. It's a city of twenty five thousand, really struggling. Okay. Can we so we can get to the moon. Yeah. We can do all this stuff. Can we turn a, a city of 25,000 into a prospering community? Can we, can we go in there with enough money, enough resources, enough passion? Like, I'm talking millions of dollars. Yeah. No, and really turn one community around? that hard, or does it even seem like that much money either in the grand scope of no. other budgets? Sure. But, but whatever, if it was... To do it, can you can you show just that it's possible to take a city that's really struggling where the schools suck and the jobs suck and there's too much crime, you know, and, and, and go up, like, talk to a drug dealer. So when you look at a drug dealer, you could see a drug dealer, a criminal, a career criminal, or you could see an entrepreneur, a oh, hustler. Yeah. Uh, one of the, some of the best entrepreneurs. So is, is there another thing that he could be involved in? Does it have to be drugs? That's a really great point. Can he sell, you know, can he get involved in, in some other business, in an entertainment business or in, in the arts or in who knows what else, mm-hmm. fashion, in, 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 in real estate? Does he have such a great sense of style? Is he such a leader in his community, but just for the wrong reasons? He's just doing the worst things. Jay-Z used to be a drug dealer. Yeah. Now. Some of the best rappers. Some of the best rappers. I think Smash Mouth. <laughs> I think Smash Mouth uh, sold marijuana. Another example. Of Another example. Hey, I was in before I, you know, was making videos. I was in the the medical marijuana business here. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a drug dealer per se, but I was in the business. Yeah. So I'm only mentioning a drug dealer as going into a community, talking to the people who who obviously have some drive. Yeah. And Seen, saying, how do you, demand. do you want to make this city different? Do you want to try this? How do we do it? What do you need? What do you need to stop, you know, how much money do you make selling drugs? All right, I'll pay you that amount, and your full-time job is to help me turn this community around. No drugs. 
Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like my my thought goes to though, what but he what he'd probably what's the incentive to not still sell the drugs on the side? Yeah, because there's still going to be the demand for it. He still has a supply, and n- you know now he can make what he made selling drugs plus what now how he you makes ask you drugs. you talk to him you ask him you learn because yeah. if we're going to learn to combat, you know, well first of all I think I think the war on drugs is is over. Yes, and when the when the war on Germany was over. We went in with a lot of resources and tried to rebuild Germany. Mm-hmm. So this war on drugs is over. Have we gone in with a lot of resources and tried to rebuild these communities? Yeah. And, and it makes me think of microloans. I keep on uh, hearing more and learning about microloans. And it's like uh, one of the banks won't give out loans to these uh, sure. certain neighborhoods. There could be places that are willing to give loans knowing that uh, perhaps they might not be fulfilled or... They, they just the risk is lowered somehow, and, the, and and perhaps where they're coming from, the source of the loan, is a little bit more. Uh, it's it's conscious of where it's loaning, so it's it's not so desirous of right. uh, seeing a fifteen percent return on their loan or something like that. And I'm talking about not even going in the loan, but going in consciously choosing to spend money to to take. A city that's described as a struggling, failing city with, with a lot of problems, and l- and pay people in that community to fix them. Be like your job is to help fix this place for years. So you, in talking to the drug dealer, being honest, how much money do I have to pay you so you don't still sell drugs on the side? And pay him, and get him to be, get him to put his creative, ambitious, fearless, not afraid of the police mind into. All right, how do we how do we how do we do something different with this? I would say the first step too is, uh, and it's probably included in what you said, is just really asking him, wh- what else do you want to do? Right. Like we know you're great at selling drugs. Yes, you're a great drug dealer. So like, what else is there? Anything else that interests you? Right. Like perhaps he's a hobbyist, or maybe uh, he builds model airplanes. Exactly. Maybe he's always wanted to build ma- model airplanes because he's ashamed because of the community he lives in. Yep. So in the shame-free zone, the shame-free approach to it. I would just be curious if you could do it. Because if you can't do it with one small place, if you can't turn one little city into a into a, a new city in, in a year of a lot of effort and a lot of money, yeah, what can you do? Well, it depends, too, how you're spending that money, you know? You're spending it learning. And on the people. Yeah, I, I can imagine if you souped up a, a poor community schools like really like hey check it out this next year you're getting the, the next the, the, the nec- new textbooks the, yep. the pencils whatever you need come computers and a whole computer lab yeah and or maybe ipads uh and you 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 provide you know you open up amazing unique shops that need top quality service and and you give people jobs that are inspiring and pay really well. And See, that's where I think the loan stuff comes in. But or, or, or it works on some kind of really low loan idea where it's the places that wouldn't give you a loan before to start this business, sure. we will. And, right. and, and the percentage rate isn't, you don't have to pay back 15% interest or whatever a bank might charge, maybe right. even 5%. You need to give us back 1% interest. Right, right, right. Maybe none. Maybe none. Maybe none. And, and I'm going farther to, we're going to spend money as this state of California we're going to spend money turning this city around. Yeah. Because how much money does that city spend on crime prevention, on their prison system? That, yeah. That's a whole nother. So our, year, our job is to reduce that 
And if we encounter some sort of weird prison lobby, you know, yeah, then we tell the public about it. Yeah. Red flag, kook blooking. Kook blooking. Currently happening. Transparency. Yeah. So that's the idea. Whether or not it ever, ever happens in any way. But, you know, I don't think you can... I don't think you can do anything interesting without dreaming about something even more ridiculous first. Yeah, I think you got to go all the way. Got to go all the way, at least in your dreams. Yep, and then tamper them back just a bit to see as you go. I mean, I might need to do that at all, but it's good to take it all the way and then uh, know where that boundary is, adjust and keep going. My my dreams are probably the only place I'm not afraid of heights. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I was a... Uh, Switching gears for a moment, I, I conquered a fear this past weekend in Disney World. I don't know if I told you. No. And you out there, if you're if you're conquering any fears today, let's 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 celebrate. Conquering fears, I think, is pretty great. It's a sense like once you did it, you're like, all right. It's essential. Yeah. Screw you, fear. Yeah. You're done. You're conquered. Yeah. So I used to list on my fears. One of them was large objects underwater, large man-made objects. Don't know why. Rusty anchors. It seems like uncomfortable. Yeah. The big, big propellers and stuff, not even moving, even just beached shipwrecks mm -hmm. scared the crap out of me. And I traced it back to Typhoon Lagoon. It's a water park in Disney World. Wow. So they have this thing called Shark Reef, which is an artificial uh, miniature reef full of sharks, you know, that aren't going to hurt you. It's, it's all monitored closely. It's some special kind of shark that will leave you alone. Those big rays, those big flappy stingray things, a couple other big fish, and some big, rusty, scary-ass metal. Like, it's a big shipwreck kind of thing. And uh, I went in as a child, maybe a nine-year-old, ten-year-old, and it just, I hyperventilated. I freaked out. And I've been scared of big things underwater ever since. I haven't been able to snorkel. I haven't even been able to dream about scuba diving. So just in August, I did some snorkeling, and uh, I was with a young lady, and mm -hmm. we were holding hands. It was very, she was being very supportive. And we encountered some big, big scary rocks, and I kind of, kind of freaked out and pushed her into one <laughs> that happened but i wasn't ashamed i'm not ashamed now it was a learning experience and she was still supportive she understood so then but after that experience i i had done it again and i was you know a little older and i tried it again i did it by myself and then just recently i took a vacation uh down in, in the caribbean mm -hmm. and i went snorkeling at night so it was in the dark do you have lights on your head no i had a little flashlight wrapped in a ziploc bag but I was with a, a young man who is, he's got some Native American in his blood, so he's, I felt very safe. Yes. Felt, and he had a spear. He literally had a spear. <laughs> <laughs> he was spear fishing if he, if he saw any lobsters or anything. So went snorkeling in the dark, and I saw some really scary stuff. But I, I got through it. I, you know, I used the opportunity of the snorkel to just focus on my breath, breathe deep. And I had a spear also. So oh, I'm I, sure that helped. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Having a spear. Even though the thing I'm scared the most of is big anchors, and a spear's not really going to hurt them. But anyway, it's like when you do karate walking through a dark house. Yes. I don't know karate, but I'm still going to hit the pose Yeah. just in case. And when the person who might be in your home sees you in the pose, they they're going to think, yeah, he knows karate. This guy knows karate. <laughs> I'm going to stop, drop, and get out of here. So... I, I essentially down in the Caribbean, I, I, I snorkeled a few more times and I looked at I looked at the underside of a boat, you know, and got really close to it and just tried to, you know, first 10 feet away and then five feet away. And then I went, went I could touch it. And I was scared and I looked at an anchor. And I felt like I did it. 
And just this past weekend, I got the opportunity to go back to Disney World, go back to Typhoon Lagoon. And I went in, and first of all, it was 65 degrees that day, uh, which is a very cold day to go to a water park. Yeah. So there was no crowds, so it was pretty much just me. And the, the same girl was with me uh, from the, who I pushed into the rock. <laughs> and, uh, and we snorkeled, and I, I looked right at all the things that are, are in my memory as being so terrifying, this big anchor. And it was big and scary. And these big manta rays and these sharks. And I made it, and I did it. And by the end, I was like, it felt more like a rush of adrenaline than, than fear, than irrational fear. And I, I feel like that that fear is conquered off the list. That's great. You, you know, you see those uh, posters and slash books. It's like do one thing that scares you every day. That's so hard. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, I think if you can do one thing that scares you every month. Yeah, you're that's good. Pretty, you're pretty good. You're good. If you can do five things that scare you in your lifetime, you're good. Yeah. I, and why not? I, well, let's change it to do something that scares you. Stop. When you're almost ready to, I think Whenever that's, that's, the, that's the key, though. It's not when you're ready to do it. Sure, because it's like when you're ready. almost ready to do it, then you do it. I'll tell you the truth. I've been I've been scared about doing a podcast, about doing anything. You know, starting up another. I used to make these videos called the Monday Show, and eventually got to a point where I, I didn't feel like I had enough in me, enough strength to, to do them, and I had to I had to stop. And there's there what there's a temptation to be shamed. I feel shame, but I'm gonna oh, let it go. Yeah, totally. I'm gonna let it go. It was, it was something I did, and I've been scared to start something else that's not, that's not this behemoth of of rap battle literature. Mm-hmm. So, here we are. We're conquering another fear together. Yeah. So wherever you are out there, thank you for, for being a part of this this first this first podcast. And uh, on behalf of Dante and myself, whatever it is you're doing, do do it well. Let the shame go and vote for me for Congress. <laughs> Have a nice day. Bye. Do do this is outro song. Do do this is outro song. Do do this is outro song. Gotta go and do do do.